Chapter 2 of Book of the Foundations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Book of the Foundations by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 2. Our generals always reside in Rome, and none of them was ever known to come into Spain, so that for any one to come now seemed a thing impossible. But as whatever our Lord wills is sure to be done, His Majesty ordered that to happen now which never happened before. When I heard of His arrival, I appeared to be much troubled, because, as I related when speaking of the foundation of the convent of St. Joseph, that house was not subject to the order, and therefore I feared two things. One, that he would be displeased with me, for not knowing how matters were going on, he had just reason. The other, that he would command me to return to the monastery of the Incarnation, where the rule is mitigated. This would have been a great affliction to me for many reasons which I need not now mention. One was, that I could not there observe the rules in their primitive rigor, and also because the number of religious was above a hundred and fifty, and I knew that where there are few, there more quiet and conformity are to be found. But our Lord directed this matter better than I imagined, and as the general was a holy servant of his, and very prudent and learned, he saw it was a good undertaking. For the rest, he was not severe in any way to me. His name was Father John Baptist Rossi, of Ravenna, a person much esteemed in the order, and deservedly so. Having arrived at Avila, I prevailed on him to visit St. Joseph's, and the bishop wished that the same attention should be paid to him as to his own person. I gave him an account of the foundation with all truth and simplicity, because it is my desire thus to act with my superiors, come what may, since they stand in the place of God. The same I do with my confessors, for if I did not, I think there would be no security for my soul. And thus I gave him an account of the monastery, and also of my whole life, though it has been so wicked. He consoled me greatly, and assured me he would not command me to remove hence. He was very pleased to see our way of living, which was an imperfect image of our order at its commencement, and how the primitive rule was observed in all its rigor, which was not the case in any other monastery of the whole order. As he had a great desire that this beginning should go forward, he gave me several letters patent for the erection of more monasteries, with an injunction that none of the provincials should prevent me. These letters I did not ask of him, since he knew my manner of proceeding in prayer, and the great desire I had to be the means of enabling souls to approach nearer to God. But these means I procured not from him, Rather, it appeared to me madness, because I knew well that a worthless woman like myself, and without any power, could do nothing. But when these desires come into the soul, it is not in her power to reject them, but through her love to please God, and her confidence in Him, His Divine Majesty makes that possible, which to natural reason is not so. Thus when I saw the great desire our very Reverend Father General had, that more monasteries should be founded, it seemed as if I saw them already established. And remembering the words our Lord has spoken to me, 
I now perceived some beginning of that which before I could not understand. But when our father general was about to return to Rome, I was very much grieved. For, having shown me the greatest affection and favor, I had a high regard for him, and appeared to be very desolate at his departure. As often as he was disengaged to come to treat on spiritual things with us, being one on whom our Lord had bestowed great favors, and on this account it was a great comfort for us to hear him. Before he departed, the Lord Bishop, Don Alvarez de Mendoza, who loved much to assist all those who he saw endeavored to serve God with greater perfection, procured from him a license to erect in his diocese some monasteries of barefooted friars of the first order. Others also made the same request. The Father General was desirous of effecting this object, but as he found there was some opposition to it in the order, he deferred it for the present, lest he might cause some disturbance in the province. A few days later, when I considered how necessary it was that, if I erected convents for nuns, there should also be some monasteries for men observing the same rule, and seeing how few there were in this province, after having earnestly recommended the matter to our Lord, I wrote a letter to our Father General entreating him as well as I could to be favorable, and giving him reasons to prove what great honor would result therefrom to God. And at the same time, showing that the inconveniences which might happen were not sufficient to give up so good a work, I likewise placed before him the honor our Blessed Lady would derive from it, to whom he was exceedingly devout. She it was who must have advanced this object, for the Father General, having received my sister when he was at Valencia, sent me from thence a license to found two monasteries, thus showing how he desired to advance the greater perfection of the order. And that there might be no opposition, he referred the matter to the provincial who was then in office, as well as to the preceding one, a thing very difficult to obtain. But as I saw the principal point was gained, I had great hopes that our Lord would do the rest. And so it happened. For by the kindness of the Lord Bishop, who managed the business as if it were his own affair, both the provincials gave their consent. Being now very much consoled by having obtained the license, I was the more troubled, because there were no friars in the province that I could hear of to begin the work, nor any secular willing to make a beginning. In this difficulty I could do nothing but beseech our Lord, that he would be pleased to raise up one person at least. I had neither house nor means to purchase one. Behold, here a poor barefooted nun, without the support of any one but our Lord, furnished with plenty of letters and good desires, without any possibility of putting them in execution. But neither my courage nor confidence failed me. For when I considered that our Lord, having granted one thing, would certainly grant the other, then everything appeared to me possible, and so I began to set to work. O oh, greatness of God, how dost thou show thy power by giving courage to such an ant? And O oh, my Lord, what great things wouldst thou not do for those who love thee? But our cowardice and fear are in the way because we never resolve but when full of a thousand apprehensions and human considerations. And thus, O oh my God, thou displayest not thy wonders and greatness. Who is more disposed to give, were there any to receive? Who more willing to accept our services at our own charge, than thou? May it be that I have done your majesty some service, 
and not rather have the greater account to give for all that I have received. End of chapter 2